Welcome to the sermon podcast of Grace Episcopal Church in Newton Corner, Massachusetts, for Sunday, March 20th, 2022. I'm Regina Walton, pastor and rector. Our preacher this morning is Drew Greenwood. Drew is a member of Temple Israel in Boston, and she's also lead facilitator of the Greater Boston Interfaith Organization. Thanks for listening. I would like to add my welcome to the Greater Boston Interfaith Organization to all of you here at Grace Episcopal, particularly your wonderful liaisons, Liz McCarthy and Chris Hutchinson-Jones, whom I've had the pleasure to begin to get to know only on Zoom so far. With your membership, GBIO now includes 64 congregations and organizations working across lines of faith, race, class, and neighborhood to make a difference for the common good. Perhaps this opportunity to knit our frayed social fabric in this way is what drew you to GBIO. Or maybe what drew you was seeing how GBIO organizes the power of our people for action on healthcare access, police reform, or fixing abysmal conditions in public housing, and in the process overcomes the resistance of entrenched interests to affect millions of lives across the Commonwealth for the good. As a citizen, I know I am compelled by these reasons. But I've been asked to speak today about how my faith, my rootedness in Jewish tradition, informs my organizing work with GBIL. Exodus, from which we read just a few minutes ago, is of course the fundamental Jewish narrative. So I want to invite you to step into it with me for a minute and see, perhaps with fresh eyes, See it as a model for all that we do in community organizing, organizing power for justice. Exodus tells the story, first, of a journey that originates in a primal injustice, the pain of Israelite enslavement in Egypt. It continues with the building of a crack organizing team with stature, skills, drive, and strategic and moral wherewithal to get the people ready and to confront Pharaoh's overbearing power. This is where the burning bush fits in. Three, then we come to the big public drama that we associate most strongly with organizing. The ask, let my people go, is unequivocal, rings across the centuries. And the tense struggle builds through 10 iterations, the 10 plagues. And finally, release. A chase across the sea of reeds and the euphoria of gratitude on the other side. It worked. We're free. Thank God. Surely not all organizing is as successful. (laughs) But this traces the overall shape of any power organizing action. Shared pain. Identifying leaders and organizing followers. 
determining specific issues and a target for change. Taking action, evaluating and celebrating. It worked, we're free, thank God. The questions that come up for me are what is the source of the power we seek to build? Who really is worthy to do this work? Is there a place for me? Today's reading about the encounter at the burning bush hints at some answers to these questions. Please bear in mind as you listen that our organizing work in GBIO depends on foundational practice of one-to-one relational meetings. This encounter of Moses and God at the burning bush is a great example of one. And watch out for some Hebrew vocabulary too. You'll get three new Hebrew words. Unlike the public extravaganza of confronting Pharaoh, Moses' encounter with the Holy One takes place in a remote wilderness setting, a liminal space. Moses is shepherding his father-in-law's sheep, a far cry from the princeling that he once was in Egypt. Even the wonder of the burning bush is unassuming. First Hebrew word, sneh. Can you say it? Sneh. Sneh. Doesn't sound like much. And it's not. The rabbis read it as a small, generic thing, definitely not a rhododendron. (laughs) Moses, nevertheless, looks. The unconsuming flame catches his eye, and he turns out of his path to see what really is there. Noticing something small is the big thing. That's what God was seeking. Moses, Moses. It's then that he hears his name called, intimate, unmistakable, insistent. And Moses answers with our second Hebrew word. He named me. Here I am. Hineni carries a sense of being fully present, ready. In the Torah, Hineni is a signifier of a key turning point, and it fills that role here. Moses' commitment to the encounter transforms this no place into holy ground. You heard what the Holy One said next. I have seen my people's misery in Egypt. I have heard their cries because of their enslavers. God chooses Moses because just as God has clearly seen and heard the inchoate pain of the Israelites, so too Moses sees and hears and attends. Continues, I have come to take them out, and you will be the one to go to Pharaoh to do it. God is present, ready to act, and is choosing Moses as agent and partner. 
terrifying. Well, Moses is present, but understandably not so sure about taking action. He, like the rest of us, is not God. I can't do this. Who would believe me if I were to announce this outlandish scheme? Would I even believe myself? Moses needs to know the ineffable voice in the bush. Who are you? What is your name? We've heard God of your fathers, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob many times before, and here it is again. That's all well and good. But now, there's also something new. And here is a very curious phrase. Eliyah, asher Eliyah. Translated here, I am who I am. The Holy One is the essence of being, of breath, of life in the assured present. Trustworthy. But the phrase can also be translated, I will be who I will be. In other words, I'm with you fully in this present, the world as it is, and quantum-like. I also encompass the possibility, perhaps even the promise, of transformation to a better world. There's more. To bring it to fruition, God says, I need you, Moses, as you are, with both your exquisite, unafraid attentiveness and your stutter. As I am gathering you for the task, Moses, you will gather others with compensating talents and different blind spots to lead with you your brother Aaron and your sister Miriam, for starters. Well, this is a little beyond our text for today, right? <laughs> but I hope that you can see what Eyeh Asher Eyeh opens up. God requires partners to co-create the future, perhaps even you or me. One-to-ones are a skill that can be learned, if you're curious. It's the first training that GBIO offers and one that I continue personally to grow from. One-to-ones, like the mundane snap, do not appear so special. We do not expect a wonder there. But in fact, they place us on holy ground. When we say Hineni, I am here to one another. We create a space to speak and hear the cries of our hearts, the injustices that cause us pain, whether it's the heartbreak of inaccessible mental health care for a daughter, or moral outrage at the toll of racism, or, or, or whatever enslaves us. These are sacred encounters 
When we know one another in this way and our circles widen and widen, we stand rooted clear-eyed together in the present and we hear and heed the call to become the change. Eyeh asher eyeh is God's name. I look forward to hearing your voices at GBIO Actions and to seeing the immense power that we together can muster to right the injustices that beat us down and to bring us closer to the world of integrity, passion, and joy that we wish to inhabit. Hope you got those words.